When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good morning, Columbus High students. Today is Friday, May 12, 2006, and these are your morning announcements. Be advised, this episode contains a depiction of an anxiety attack, drug use, and brief violence. The prom committee reminds you that today is the very last day you can buy tickets for the dance. See Ellen Smith at lunch if you still need to buy one. Krista finds me in the hall the next morning before school. 7.30 a.m. Eight hours until Gabe tells me whatever he wants to tell me. Hey, how do you feel about laser tag? Uh, it's tag with lasers? Like, I don't know why we haven't added lasers to everything if we have the technology. Laser hockey, laser sandwich, laser dogs. Talking robot laser dogs. Mmm. I want to celebrate when we're all done with finals. So, really, as long as we RSVP by the 20th, we should... The 20th. It stands out before I can even remember why. The 20th. May 20th is the night of prom. It's a thing I officially know now, because days ago, Tori took it upon herself to make sure everyone bought tickets ahead of time, and she dogged me about it like the goddamn ghost of Christmas future. That was... That was almost... a month ago. Today is May 12th, prom is in a week, holy shit, prom is in a week. The fluffy white clouds vanish under my feet. From time to time I can forget, but that sick, shocky feeling is always waiting for me. All this time I've been passing notes with Leslie and talking music with Andy. I've been inching up my algebra grade and working on Astrocat with Pony. I've been driving Gabe home twice a week, the whole day spent waiting for those 25 minutes. I've been so wrapped up in it, diving headfirst into the bright, fizzy distraction of Social Justice Club that I've stopped taking time to remind myself how soon it'll come crashing down. The bottom line is, all these people who cheer me up and make me laugh and turn my head away from the angry conservatives in the room won't be around next year. I'm pouring myself into a bucket that will be dumped out on May 20th in a week. School will end and there will be senior year and the bad shit will still be there because people don't change. And I'll have Tori, probably, unless she ditches me for Krista, which she might because I am an asshole. But everything else that's been keeping me going, everything else... Jesus Christ, the amount of time I've spent trying to get a real smile out of Gabe... The amount of time I spent last night trying to mash the puzzle pieces of our every interaction into something else, like I could fold it all up into a love story if I tried hard enough, bent my memories a little more. It feels so small and sad all of a sudden. My delight that me and Gabe could like the same song, as if it meant something. The reality is... There's people who are liked, people who are easy to like, Leslie, Krista, 
Abe. And then there's me. The reality is, I can't RSVP to the party because by the time finals end, the fake dating will be over and I won't even be talking to these kids anymore. Eight days. That's what's left. Eight days, and then prom, and then nothing. Hey, Zach. Wanna walk with me? What's your next class? I got AP history. That's fine. I can head down. Uh, great. Um, I've been meaning to say... Christ, everyone's been intending to talk to me lately. Wonder what the hell Gabe actually wants to discuss. Thank God I had this conversation first. Thank God I didn't... Anyway, point being, I'm sorry. Krista, who has never done anything but give me free cider one time and harbor doubts about my pretend relationship. It's not her fault she knows an empty husk when she sees one. I can't imagine where this is going. My mind is squirming furiously in every direction, but it's motion with no purpose, like a swarm of something. Insects, bacteria, rats. If you're worried it'll be weird, I want you to know I wish I hadn't interrogated you in the parking lot. It's been a rough couple months, and I'm glad you're around. So if you can't make it, that's fine. But if you want to come, you're invited. Okay? That's great. I have to get to class now. Tori's waiting for me in Spanish. Someone has carved some ugly words on my desk. I can hear my backpack drop to the floor. I don't care. I don't care. Tori. Tori, you need to get me out of here. Senora Johnson, I don't feel good. Uh, estoy enferma. Que lastima. Vaya, chica. We haven't done this in years, but she knows the drill. Maybe she saw this coming. She always was the smarter one. I can't miss fifth hour. Including lunch that gives us four and a half hours? Plenty of time to calm down. Maybe. If you want to smoke, Nick stopped by yesterday. He's out of jail? Time goddamn flies. Yes, please. Where? My house. It's fine. They won't be home. If you're sure. I'm sure. Come on. Bell's gonna ring any second. Hide in a bathroom or something. My house in ten. We used to do this all the time. Freshman year. My second freshman year. There was this weird mental spiral I used to get sometimes. A claustrophobia inside my head. Pretty much anything could set it off. A frown from a teacher, a dickish comment, retaking an English quiz I'd failed the year before, whatever. It got to the point where Tori could tell if I needed to skip just by looking at my face. She would say when and where to meet, and then I'd slip out of class, walk casually towards the east entrance, and make a break for it through the woods behind the school. It's not the most direct route, but it has the least visibility, and I was paranoid about getting caught back then. In retrospect, it's funny. Like my teachers would have been wringing their hands over the absence of another teen burnout. At that point, nobody was trying to talk to me about my potential anymore. But it hadn't sunk in all the way yet that I was no longer the kind of kid people worried about. When Nick was arrested halfway through sophomore year, we cut back for obvious reasons. 
By then, my freaky little brain cyclones had settled down, so there was less reason to skip. Still, turns out I can navigate the woods by memory. Some shit stays with you. Can you hand me that book over there? Grimm's Fairy Tales? Tori's bedroom is some kind of twisted monument to the girl she must have been before I knew her. Pink light fixture, pink bed, Disney-themed everything. Whoa, a book with a secret compartment? And pipe is on the windowsill. <laughs> what? Spy moves to stash your pot, but your pipe gets to hang out in the open. Have you ever tried to hawk a used pipe? Zero retail value. Now move. I need to light some incense. You need a refresher on how to do this? You're hilarious. Give me that. <clears throat> Muscle memory, man. Sorry. What? We're out. Stay by the incense. It'll hide the smell. Still think we should have gone with my plan. Spraying each other down with Febreze? That's a lot of things, but it's not a plan. Tori! What? Didn't you used to have a bookcase and, and a desk and a, like, uh, probably a dresser? Some things change. Some things don't. But also, some things do. Yeah. I just... I like him so much. I know. Him and all his damn friends. I... I'm gonna miss them so much. Why? Where's everybody going? After the breakup. The quote-unquote breakup. Why do you assume everyone's gonna shun you? That's not... And you've got a whole week left. You should enjoy it. How? Like, just... Roll it all up into one ball and tear through the through the iron gates. Whoa, you smoked what I smoked. How are you on acid right now? It's poetry, you jackass. Classy. You're smarter than you think, but you're also so, so stupid. Zach, they like you. I like you. People who aren't bigoted dicks, like you. I like you too. You're normally not this cuddly when you're high. <laughs> Shut up. In the quiet of Tori's room, with my back on the floor and my feet braced up against her cotton candy-colored walls, <sighs> I can remember how to breathe. My muscles are loose, my mind is blurry. Above me, an iridescent dolphin in a Lisa Frank poster is kind of giving me the stink eye, but for the first time in a long time, I feel relaxed. I feel okay. I might have dozed off because then Tori's patting me with her foot. Sober up. Time to sneak back into school. Coming back is harder than leaving. Maybe there's a metaphor there somewhere, but... I'm focused on sneaking through the hallways unnoticed. We timed it wrong. Fifth hour isn't over yet. Tori leaves for English, and meanwhile, my backpack is still in Spanish. I'm not sure I thought this through. Zach! Andy? Shit, dude, are you okay? 
yeah, yeah. <sighs> One sec. Who are you texting? Everybody, man. I open my mouth to remind Andy that everyone we know in common is way too rule-abiding to have their phones on during class. Just as he finishes typing, slips his phone back in his pocket, and crushes me in a hug so tight it could double as a wrestling move. Is Andy drunk? He doesn't smell like alcohol. <sighs> that was completely nuts. I want the full story later, okay? <laughs> Zach! You okay? Gabe, I'm fine. Thank you, Andy, for everything. You should get back to class. Yeah, no doubt they miss me. See you at the meeting. You really are alright? Um, yes? Are you? What happened? Where were you? Stepped out for a while. Why? Did someone threaten you? Were you hiding? Gabe is asking a lot of questions for someone who still hasn't explained what he's doing in the hallway during class. Except maybe I didn't ask? Ugh, my thoughts are sticky and slow moving. Is this the flip side to hanging out with a movie hero? That everything becomes a melodrama? Hey, I noticed you were away. By any chance, were you tied to train tracks while a football player snarled and twirled a mustache? No big deal, man. My balance threatens to tilt, but I catch myself conveniently against Gabe's shoulder. The fabric soft under my palms. Gabe reaches up to steady me, automatic. I take a deep breath of orangey smell and think maybe if I stand very still, everyone will forget about me and I can just stay here like a mostly washed out stain. Yo, Gabe, you've got something on your shirt. Oh, that's just Zach. <laughs> what? Are you drunk? Dude, uh, wrong substance? Did you... Did you literally leave school at 7.30 in the morning to get high? Gabe pushes me away. We've been locked into the bubble of our pretend world for so long, I had genuinely forgotten he could do this to me. Make me feel like pond scum with just one look. Would you chill? Are you... You're not even going to apologize? For what? Look, I'm sorry not everyone can meet your godlike standards, but... It's a free country, and I skipped not even a whole day. I- Zach! You were gone. Do I need to spell it out? Je Jesus, aren't you taking the clingy boyfriend act a little far, dear? Tori was gone too. You gonna freak out on her or am I special? Gabe is so quick to judge me. So prepared. Maybe he's been waiting the whole time. Through all of the rides in my van, the smiles across the cafeteria, and the arm around my waist in the hall, Baby Gabe has been running a countdown in his head until the day I inevitably proved myself unworthy. Never mind that he was right. What are you talking about? Tori left because she was sick. You disappeared. For five hours. How do you know that? Because we looked, Zach. Because... When we couldn't find you at lunch, we checked. All the classes you'd missed. The library. Every bathroom. The parking lot. The ditch. Around the parking lot. Because we all skipped fifth hour to keep looking. Leslie took a zero on a test. Just okay, how is that my fault? Jesus Christ! Can you think for just one second... 
We go to a school where kids get attacked and threatened as a matter of course. Do you have any idea how... Pony was halfway into a panic attack. And you know what the funny thing is? Your Spanish teacher told us you'd probably skipped. And we were so mad for even suggesting... Krista kept yelling. He wouldn't leave without telling one of us. He's our friend. Um, you're right. It is a free country. And when you're on your own, fine. You can go be a burnout. I don't care. But when your bullshit hurts my friends... I'll, um, I can tell them I'm sorry at the meeting. Don't come to the meeting today. You and me, I, I can't sell this right now. This is the guy I thought might like me back. It feels like being punched in the stomach. I managed to nod. I think I managed to nod. I can't argue with it. I can't argue any of it. Do you, um, need to go to the hospital? Why? Because of all the drugs you took. <laughs> Nobody in the history of time has ever overdosed on pot. Fine. He has one foot like he's about to go. And if I skip the meeting, that means I can't drive him home, which means we can't talk in my van eight more days, and... Smoking didn't work at all. I'm still panicking. Gabe, I... Um, what were you going to... What? In my van? After the meeting, there was something you wanted to... To talk to me about or ask me or, um... Gabe stares at me. I stare back, trying to read anything there, like a fondness, any sign I wasn't insane for thinking maybe I wasn't alone in this stupid crush. God. Never mind. There's no point going back to class. The problem is my backpack is still in Spanish. I trudge down, peer through the door window. I'm aware I should wait for passing period, but it's hard to care. Everything feels a little numb and distant. When I look up again, Senora Johnson is standing there in the hallway with my backpack hanging from one hand. Found this behind a bookcase. Um. You know your grades have been improving? Thanks. Your friends came to check on you. Yeah. Look, I understand you're having a hard time right now, but that's no excuse for truancy. I won't report your absence to the office this time. Okay. Let this be a learning experience. We're on chapter 15, questions 1 through 18, 19 and 20 for extra credit. Here, take your backpack. Thanks. Zach, I'm sure this can't be easy, but don't do something you're going to regret. Okay? I climb back up the stairs, sneak down the hallway. The bell's ringing as I ease the side door open. Nobody stops me. I scuttle back to my van like a beetle crawling under a log. It's barely one o'clock. The one saving grace is that it's Friday. There's nothing to keep me from collapsing face down onto my bed and sleeping until I forget my own name if I want. I want... 
When I open my eyes again, it's dark out. My cell phone says 10.22. I stare at the ceiling. On some level, I know I should eat, but the blankets are warm and I'm not hungry. I wonder what they talked about at the meeting. Maybe it's good this happened, I try to tell myself. If Gabe doesn't want me around, well, in the long run, that will be easier. This is what I wanted anyway, a clean break. I was never Gabe's favorite person to begin with. In the long run, nothing's even changed. I wrestle myself out of bed and shuffle towards the door. From the kitchen, I hear a cabinet opening and closing, the familiar shush of the dishwasher starting up. Dad, probably. I circle back deeper into my room. I could call Tori, see if she wants to come over. I realize with a lurch that she doesn't even know yet about the mini manhunt, about my fight in the hallway and the cold fury on Gabe's face. Last time me and Tori talked, I hadn't even ruined everything yet. Except really I ruined everything hours before when I decided to skip. Except really I ruined everything when I asked Gabe to prom in the first place. When I started going to meetings. When I saw Gabe that first day in detention and didn't run as hard as I could in the other direction. There's no point in calling Tori. It would go straight to voicemail anyway. On the off chance she'll answer an email, I grab my ancient, blundering laptop and sign in. There's one new message in my inbox. No subject line. It's from Gabe. The timestamp says it was sent six hours ago. Gabe must have written it right after he got home. What possibly couldn't wait until Monday? Does, does Gabe want to talk, or...? My hands are shaking. The window loads, sluggish. Told them you were ill. That's it. No greeting, no sign-off. Just one sentence. Well, what in the world was I expecting? Uh, hey, just kidding. An apology? Dad is probably upstairs by now. I really should eat something. I should get up, leave the room, find food, eat it, rinse the dishes, change my clothes at some point. I dig the heel of my hand into my eyes and look back towards my bed. It's not really a hard call. Saturday afternoon, my phone rings. Unknown number. Hello? Good evening, sir. Just calling to let you know your special order came in. Five copies of Everybody Poops. Just for you. Hey, Tori. She does this sometimes. Calls me from the library phone while the head librarian's on a meal break, pretending to deal with annoying customers. I talked to Krista. Kinda figured you'd text someone to tell him you were leaving, dude. Didn't think about it. She said Pony got so worried she threw up. What? Didn't even aim it into Richardson's office. Waste of puke. Yeah. So, like, if you're still wondering if these people give a shit about you... They wouldn't if they... I mean, if they knew what really happened... Gabe told them you missed because you were, like, delirious with fever. I know. You're lucky he covered Ugh. for you. He's never gonna forgive me. Tori, he was so, so angry. Dude, you can't know that. 
Never is a long time. I get how never works. You weren't there, okay? It, it was bad. So, Krista works at the Joann's by Panera, and today a lady tried to shoplift six skeins of merino wool by shoving them down her own pants. Turned out she was mega allergic. They had to call an ambulance. And she was screaming at Krista for not putting a warning on it. Like, danger. Wool contains wool. Tori, I don't... Do not shoplift. Do not put on butt. Tori, what's your point? Don't get a job. It's a trap. He hates me. He hates me and I don't blame him. What do I... What do I do or... Even... No, man. But if it makes you feel any better, the library's so boring right now, I think I'm actually jealous of the girl getting yelled at by a lady with yarn in her underpants. Why do people always say that? If it makes you feel better, and then some shitty thing that happened to them, what kind of asshole would I be if that cheered me up? I don't know. How's it going sitting around listening to the same five-year-old new metal album over and over and feeling sorry for yourself? Joke's on you, madam. I'm not sitting. I'm in the fetal position. Wanna come over? After your shift or whatever. Chris is picking me up. Just don't spend the whole weekend by yourself. Invite somebody over. But not Leslie. She's with us tonight. Jesus, then who? Andy? Pony? Uh... Yesterday, I gave Pony what sounds like more than half a panic attack through my own carelessness. I'm not sure I could look either of them in the eye right now. You know that thing where you make everything way harder than it needs to be? You mean my every waking moment? I don't really know what to tell you, Zach. Nobody's dead. Nobody's dying. In the scheme of things, this is not that big of a problem. Thanks for the sympathy. Alright, sir, and we will call you when the Hello Kitty chapter books are available for pickup. Is your manager back? Mm-hmm. We've got your number on file. Sorry. That was shitty. I'm just shitty today. Have fun with Krista and Leslie. Thank you. And remember, you can always count on your local public library. My scalp itches. Ugh. I haven't washed my hair since Thursday. Tori's right about a lot of things. This whole weekend's been nothing but Lincoln Park and whining to myself about what a waste of carbon I am. I looked out at my phone. When I dug it out of my bag this morning, I had nine missed calls and four voicemails, all from my supposed disappearance. One of the voicemails was from Leslie, one was from Andy, at least one was definitely from Gabe. I made myself delete them all, because otherwise I wouldn't have been able to stop myself from listening. I'm not sure if any of the calls were Pony, but maybe she was freaking out too badly to hold a phone. I roll over onto my stomach trying to think of a subtle way I could maybe figure out if she's okay now. Would it be weird to send a quick yo, are you recovered from your panic attack text? Hey, dude. That's not enough. Something else. Come on. Tell me something cool about space. It's the dumbest text I've ever written to anyone. We don't know each other that well. We only hang out when Pony teaches me algebra or talks to me about her webcomic. If she's still panicking at all, there's no way she's got the energy for that shit. Well, damn, you can't make it worse than you already did. 
Hit send. Hit send. Hit send. I look down at my phone, but it doesn't immediately do anything because Pony isn't telepathic. How long will it be before I can tell if she's officially not answering my text? I scratch my head some more. My fingers come away shiny. Ugh, maybe you should take a shower, dude. The shower actually helps about 5%. If I think about what happened Friday or what's going to happen Monday, it's like staring into an abyss. But warm water is nice. Soft towels are nice. And when I come back, I have 10 new texts from Pony. Frick, that is harsh, man. One cool thing? Like asking me to pick my favorite child if I had 5,000 children and some of my children were black holes. Everything about space is cool. Okay, one thing. The universe is always expanding in every direction and always expanding faster and eventually it's going to grow faster than the speed of light. Also, we've got a planet in our very own solar system that spins sideways and each pole gets 42 years of day slash night because that's how far Uranus is tilted. That's what she said. Sorry. No, wait. My actual favorite space fact. In the 50s, when we put out our first satellite, we threw on a radiation detector just for the heck of it. Nobody thought there was radiation in space. But turns out, above the atmosphere, there's giant belts of charged particles trapped by Earth's magnetic field! Exclamation mark, exclamation mark, exclamation mark. They've been up there the whole time, wrapped around the planet, protecting us from solar winds, and nobody even knew! I hug my arms to my chest, blinking fast. Ah. Uh, thanks. <laughs> P.S. Want to come over? Andy is making grilled cheese! The good news is that clearly Pony's not cowering in a corner somewhere. The bad news is I need to find a way to duck out of this without hurting her feelings. But also without putting on real pants, or leaving the house, or getting into a car, or talking to anyone not aware of what an incredible, sprawling mess of a person I am. Sorry. Not feeling too good. Oh no, are you still sick? Feel better soon. Frowny face, frowny face, frowny face. So there it is. I can't even send someone a silly text without making them feel shitty. I throw my phone down and lie back on the floor. It's not that I want to waste my whole weekend, but I'm not sure there's anything I can stand to do. Sitting at my computer makes me think of sharing headphones with Gabe. Reading Tell Me How Long the Train's Been Gone is the same problem. Working on Astrocat brings me to Pony again. Everything twists, inevitably, around again to how badly I screwed up. I roll onto my side. Why are you so determined to do nothing? Gabe said that to me once. It's a good point. That's the problem with Gabe. He's usually right. Oh, even doing nothing reminds me of Gabe. Sleeping it is. On Sunday, I wake up on my own at 9 in the morning, which is a sure sign of the end of days. Dogs will walk upright. Dinosaurs will return to the earth. Peanut butter and jelly will switch places. Americans will be okay with bisexuals. The trouble is, I've slept so much already, I can't force myself back under. On my phone, there are no new messages, just that string of agonized frowny faces from Pony. Hey, feeling better today. Except if she just wrote that to be nice, there's no point bugging her, asshole. 
Except if she didn't write it to be nice, I'm officially the worst person alive. Okay. Wanna come over and play video games? What are you even doing? Talking to yourself? Are you a guy who just talks to himself now? Become a guy who's brave enough to send a goddamn text. Then I turn off my phone, throw it in the garbage, and force myself to do all of my Spanish homework, including the extra credit, just to torture myself. When I finish number 20, I retrieve my phone and fumble it back on. If Pony loves one thing more than she loves space, it's sending four or five texts in a row. Yes! What's your address? Never mind. Andy called your BF. I barely even have time to register the swoop in my stomach. What a terrible conversation that must have been, because the last message reads, Over in one hour. Let me know if that's not okay. Sent 53 minutes ago? What is with you social justice kids and just showing up at my house? Pony and Andy arrive just as I'm trying to clear off space on my floor. I appreciate how they don't react to how gross my room is, how they seem to take it at face value that the reason I keep staring into nothingness and freezing is the remnants of some terrible flu. They catch me up on how last night went. They both have strong feelings about cheese. Munster? More like monstrosity. <laughs> nice. Oops. Eh, don't mourn him. He died doing what he loved. Getting shot in the chest. Laughing about cheese. It was all that jerk ever wanted. A fine life. A gouda life. <laughs> Get out of my house. Too late, friend. You invited us in. Vampire rules. There's nothing you can do. Andy, help me out here. Think she means nothing you can... Fondue. <laughs> no. There's no use. You're surrounded. I sit wedged between them and forget about my shit for minutes at a time. It has to end eventually. <sighs> Family dinner tonight. My oldest sister's in town with her twin three-year-olds. Wow. Can't imagine. Well, you don't have to. Pawnee's coming along. You can come too. Yeah. No, no thanks, dude. I don't think I can stomach a pair of shouting kids right now. Yeah, the screaming loses its shine real fast. One more cheese pun for the road? No way. <gasps> it's worth it for the look of pure delight on Pony's face. Hey, call us if you're ever feeling blue. Um, thanks, man. Uh, that's, uh... Yeah, thanks. You know, just in case, so... Get out of my house. I spend the rest of the night lying with my face mashed into the pillow, waiting for Sunday to be over. Of course, with the end of Sunday comes Monday. It's the definition of a Pyrrhic victory, but what can you do? I drag myself out of bed. I drag myself into my car. Andy's mix is still in the CD player. I turn on the radio instead, twist the volume knob until the windows rattle. I drag myself to school. I pull out my mp3 player, put in my headphones. The angriest, loudest, least political music I've got escorts me out of the parking lot and onto the sidewalk. Shove open the doors and elbow my way through the crowd. What's it even going to look like if Gabe tries to keep the act going in the face of how angry he is right now? A forest fire trying to pass itself off as a scented candle. It's going to be absolutely terrible and there is nothing at all I can do about it. My mouth is dry. I switch to a song with more shouting, make a dive for the drinking fountain. Maybe it's the music, or maybe I'm just that distracted, but either way, I 
don't even register that someone's yelling at me until I feel a sharp yank at the back of my hair. And then my head slams into the drinking fountain and I stop tracking things for a while. The actual pain doesn't register for a long moment and then, oof, it registers. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. Zach, are you okay? Leslie? Oh. Hey, 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 let, let's get you untangled from your headphones. I think she might be frowning, but it's hard to tell because one eye isn't opening so easily, and the other won't stop watering. Oh, shit. How can you tell if someone's got a concussion? I don't know. Hand me your phone. <sighs> Tony! Oh, thank God. Thank God. Listen, are you anywhere near the south wing? Did you see anything? Uh, who it was? Or No, no. Krista no. and I only saw him from the back. Uh, it was tall, backwards hat, I think a football jersey. The number on it ended in something round, like a, like a three or an eight, if that rings any... Sorry. There's a parable here, I think, about taunting homophobes for fun. It's like bullfighting. Except I'm not the Toreador, I'm the cloth. The Toreador waves in front of the bull, or... What do bulls eat? Hey? That can't be right. Jesus, my head hurts. Damn it, who's gonna call Gabe? No! He'll freak out. He'll freak out more when he finds out you didn't tell him. Please. Humor the guy with a head injury. No, it's okay. We won't call Gabe, I promise. Oh my god, what the hell is going on? But maybe I texted him while we were talking? Zach, it's Pony. Do you feel like you're gonna throw up? What? My palm pilot says it's a symptom of concussion. Uh, blurry vision, headache? <laughs> you know, now that you mention it, I guess I do have a slight ache. <laughs> right around the eye that won't open. If he's making jokes, is that a good sign or a bad sign? I don't know. I'm, I'm not a psychologist. Um, Zach, are you um, are you having trouble concentrating or, or thinking clearly? Um, do you feel tired or, or anxious or, or emotional? <laughs> oh, snap. What if I've had a concussion my whole life? <laughs> okay, at the very least, nurse's office? Definitely. I'll check with Andy and see if we can track down the guy who pushed him. Needle in a haystack, dude. Needle in a needle pile. The nurse won't be able to diagnose a concussion for sure, but ice, painkillers, can you stand? I could stand for painkillers. <sighs> About eight hands reach out to help me up. I wipe at the eye that's not swollen. Bell's gonna ring. Who's walking him there? I'm fine. I can do it. Over the sound of the bell, I force back an almost animal panic. I know we need to talk at some point, but I'd hoped we could do it on something like equal footing, or that when the time came, I would at least not be trembling and crying a little and probably oozing pus. But the others are nodding, getting ready to leave. See you at lunch. Feel better, Zachariah. We're gonna find out he did this. People must have seen his face. Don't let her give you anything with ibuprofen, it'll- Thin the blood. I know. I'll ask for Tylenol. Hey. Just make it to lunch. Four hours. And then, we'll all be hanging out together again. For all her drama kid nonsense, Krista really is a good egg. Stay strong. Coming from Leslie? That's like Everest saying, 
have you considered being a really tall mountain? But, yeah. See you. I watch the group peel off in various directions, and then it's just the three of us. Gabe. Me. And whatever misplaced sense of duty made Gabe volunteer to, uh, help me walk down a hallway. This episode features Matthew Sabito as Zach, Ishani Konikar as Tori, Chris Rivera as Gabe, Mina Nathans as Senora Johnson, Regina Renee Russell as Krista, Paige Elena as Leslie, Sophia Babai as Pony, Perseus Rebello as Andy. Directed by Rachel Mackenzie Callum. Production coordination by Michaela Wano. Sound effects by Phoebe Izzard Davy. Audio mixing by Rebecca Lynn. Written by Jessica Best. Zach's narration music is written, performed, and produced by Chiron Star. And I've been Kay Watson, your morning announcements. Thank you, and have a great day, Columbus High. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish.